Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, we have something lined up tonight that's special and powerful. At the same time, you may laugh and you may cry. But one thing about it, Brian, I think a lesson will be learned tonight. Yeah. I, I was on a website today. I go on Tyler Perry's website all the time, and I read a lot of the messages that are on there. And, Brian, it just seems like a lot of people have dreams, they have goals, but it's always something stopping them, or at least they're allowing something to stop them. Uh, they say that they're fighting. They say that they have all of the tools to do what they're supposed to do. But, Brian, there's an obstacle. There's some type of something that's in the way that's stopping them. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, we read and we get emails all the time. People are praying and they're saying that they're doing all these different things. And at the end, before they get finished, they always say, but something is in the way. What is it? You know, I always said that if something is in your way, it's probably you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I agree. You know, we talk to a lot of people, and, you know, a lot of times they'll look for us for some inspiring words or just some comforting words. Mm-hmm. And, Greg, you know who, you know how I am. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, you know. And it may not rub you the right way, but it's going to get you right, you know. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I've always tried to I've always tried to do that. I won't necessarily tell you the stuff you you want to hear, but I'll tell you what you need to hear. And you know, some people take offense to that. Some people say, "Oh, you're just a little too hard. You're too tough on people." Mm-hmm. You know, but I have to give them the cold hard facts. Right. Right. But Brian, you know what? Dreams, you know, if you if 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 you've been given a dream, then I'm sure you've been equipped with everything out there uh, that you need to make that dream come true. Sometimes we experience these obstacles. Sometimes we we allow our past hurts and past pains to stop us from doing what we're supposed to do. But, Brian, we have uh, people out there that send out emails to tell us, this is what I did, this is what I went through, and this is how I was able to come out of that thing. So I I say if you're looking for inspiration, it's out there. We just have to look for it. And, Brian, what do you know about working your faith? Well, you know, I think if if you're not working your faith, you know, it's not even worth working, period. You know, most people, and and I lump myself into this boat as well, most people talk about what they're going to do. Say, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And then they never put their feet to the ground and and get it done unless it's something that's pressing, that, that has to be done. You know, and they live their life out, you know, 
trying to work their dreams from the back end instead of stepping out in the front and saying, I'm going to go after this. I'm going to chase. You know, it was something that the Bailey sister said. I think it was Hallie. And she said, don't follow your dreams. Chase your dreams. Mm. You know, you have to chase your dreams. You know, the topic of our show tonight is you can make it. And we have someone on that's going to come on tonight, and I think you guys are going to enjoy this show. You know, yeah. because this in, this particular individual, he's a comedian. He, he'll keep you laughing. I mean, he's so talented. That's the thing that gets me. He's a very talented individual, and it's simple. He reminds you of somebody that, you know, that in your family. You know how everybody has that one person in their family that either is just straight crazy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or you're always going to laugh at them because they can't dress, they can't talk, you know, they, you know, I mean, there's something about them that you just always laugh about, yeah. you know, and I think it's just funny that, you know, the genius of Tyler Perry plucked this guy out of what he was doing and said, I'm going to, you are going to be my centerpiece, you know, and so I, I think it was just, it was just genius of him to to go after a, a gem of a talent like uh, actor David Mann. Mm-hmm. And, Brian, you know, I, I want to say this, too, about uh, what Tyler Perry and David Mann and his wife and, and all the people on his shows, what they're doing, they're helping change lives. But because of what they're doing and, and everything that Tyler and, and everybody on the show, their shows, it's all wrapped around love. But, Brian, it's a lot of people out there that don't want this on television. They don't want people to know what they're doing. They, they, can you believe that people are trying to actually stop love? Mm-hmm. You, you have in families where a, a child was molested or a, a teenager was raped, or nowadays you have the boys that have been molested and raped as well. And, Brian, it, it's a shame. Absolutely. You know, Greg, I was. It's funny you would say that. I was reading a blog today, and uh, the blog talked about, you know, um, molestation and abuse in the church. And I was like, "What? They don't believe that that happens everywhere? Do they think that there's no place that that can't happen? You know?" And the people were like, "Oh, I'm so appalled. I'm so appalled." And you know, and you know, I'm saying all that to say that. It can happen anywhere, you know, but I think that it's important that we help people get past that, you know. When you're going after your dreams, you know, you can make it, but you can only make it if you want to make it, you know. If you're just hoping that somebody's going to hand you something, you know, it's not going to happen like that. You have to push and press and press some more, and when you're done pushing and pressing, then you got to push and impress, and <laughs> press some more, <laughs> and push some more until you can get that breakthrough. Yeah. You know, when you think about a water pushing up against a dam, as long as that water is staying still, that dam don't have a problem. But as soon as that water starts rushing in one way, one direction, that dam has to, has to stand fast. Otherwise, it's going to get pushed down. And you have to be just like that running water, that rushing water, 
that's hitting that dam so much. And eventually, if you keep on pressing, you keep on pushing, you'll get your breakthrough. And, Brian, you know what? Mr. Mann is going to call in in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, Brian, you know, <clears throat> fear is something that's stopping a lot of people from living their dreams. Mm-hmm. Fear is stopping people from getting started in their dreams and in, in, in that calling that they were created to do and the things that they were created to be. A lot of people try to look at Tyler Perry, look at David Mann, and, and they look at all the big artists out there, and they try to compare their life with theirs. You cannot do that. Because what he, but what God has given you to do, that's what he's given you to do. And you hear people say, I want to be the next David Mann. I want to be the next Tyler Perry. Well, that's good. You can't be that. You can only be the best you. Right. Find that thing that's in you and do it. It's not going to be easy. They're going to, there's obstacles will be there, bumps in the road. All of that stuff is going to be there. Uh-huh. So, Brian, what would you say to someone? And, and I know that you go into jails and prisons and you talk about dreams and goals. What would you tell someone that's out there on the verge of giving up on their dreams and their hopes? You know, it was something that that my mom, and she still says this, but she used to say this when I was little. She said, if you're at the end of your rope, tie a knot in it and hold on. (laughs) You know, and when somebody's on the verge of attaining their dreams, when they're on the verge of getting to that breakthrough, okay. that's when your toughest challenge comes. I was just checking. You ever see when uh, when you like? I'll I make it real simple. Let's say you're playing in a video game, and it's an adventure game, and you have to it, you have to meet you know a certain task before you get to the next level. Right. Well, you already know it's going to be the big crime boss or whatever the evil monster at the end of that level that's going to try to stop you from getting to the next level. So mm-hmm. why do you think it's going to be real easy? for you to move up to the next level uh, in life. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. You have to defeat the enemy at that level or you the challenge at that level. you got to beat that challenge in order to go to the next level. Yeah. And if you're not good enough to beat that that challenge, you got to go back to the beginning and start over, or you got to start over from wherever the point you were and then move from there. And yeah. what people keep doing is, Instead of instead of starting over, they just stay right in that spot and they just end the game. That's true. Say, oh, I'm not playing anymore. I can't beat this level. I'm turning the game off. And then <laughs> later on, they may come back and they'll say, "Well, I'm gonna start on the on the easier level and I'll just play this level, you know." And then eventually, I can make myself work myself up to playing the other level, you know. But you get bored after a while when you're playing the easy level because it gets easy. Yeah, and Brian, you know, let me say this. Uh, to all the people that are listening right now, Mr. Mann is calling in. He should be in in a little bit, but uh, just bear with us. But, Brian, when our dreams are out there and we are going after our dreams, why do we feel like the other person out there that's going after their dreams, We it seems like we have more faith in them than we do ourselves. <laughs> you know, you, you hear people all the time say, oh, well, I know he can do it. What about you? Do you know or think that you can do it? Or are you believing in somebody else before you believe in yourself? Are you basing your life on your past hurts and you're trying to bring those things into the future? 
Brian, all of Tyler Perry's movies, they're going to have every ingredient that you need to succeed. There's the mm-hmm. pain, the laughter, the hurt, all of that there. Yes. And what and what I was sharing with you the other night, Brian, is I love the fact that in Tyler's movies and in all of these plays, and I know the show is about David Mann, but I'm just using this as an example. We see everything, all the hurt that people go through, and they're looking for a solution. But in the things that we've gone through in our life, if we keep that to ourselves, you know how we do when we come out, we, we look at other people and we think, uh, you think you're better than them. When you just came out of the mud puddle yourself, but you don't want to share that with anybody else. You don't want to share how you came out of that. People need to hear your story. What if Tyler never told his story? What if David Mann never told his story? And and most of all, Brian, what if we didn't know the story about our creator? Hmm. True words never been spoken. <laughs> you know, I think that everybody has a story that needs to be heard, that should be told. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Part of that is the story of your life needs to be one that you can that you feel like you can share with people, no matter what it is, because you didn't go through that for your own, you know, for 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 your own benefit. You know, right. I, I think you you go through those type of things to benefit others. You know, your life is a reflection of of. Everything that you've, everything that you've gone through in your, in your, in your life, needs to be reflected off so other people can see it. You know, Brian, you know they what? don't go through that same, you know, trial, tribulation, turmoil, or they do go through the good things that you've experienced in life. Right. And Brian, you know what? Somebody somewhere is listening tonight. It's something that they need to hear. They're going to hear it. They may have already heard it. And somebody somewhere is walking the streets somewhere, Brian, don't know faith, and they don't know our the Savior. They don't know him. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking about taking their life right now because somebody hurt them. Mm-hmm. But, Brian, we all have dark days. We all have those days when we want to just give up, stop trying, and it's so easy to do. It's so easy to stop and just give up. But when you're in that dark area, that's when you're supposed to fight harder. That's when you're supposed to rise up and fight the enemy to the level that he's fighting you. That's where your character is being built. Trust me, Brian, if he went through it, we're going to have to go through it. He's not, he didn't go through that just by himself. He went through it all for us. True. Mm-hmm. But there are examples out there, and there are people out there that will try to stop you from doing what you're trying to do. And, Brian, you've heard me say this time and time again. There's no hurt like family hurt. Wow. And we see all the time people, families, fighting amongst each other, the uncle that may have molested the little girl in the family, but she can't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. Now she's got to deal with that internally. We're talking about a child now, and they have to deal with something like that. You have a grown woman that's raped 
it's almost impossible and unbearable for her to deal with it. And you have and you put something like that on a child. Right. It's hard. It's a cruel people in this world are cruel. But you have to keep going. You have to stay and operate in love no matter what. And Brian, that's a hard thing to do when somebody's hurting you. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean about, by that. Yeah. Um, your comments made me think about one of the movies that uh, I'm about to call him Mr. Brown, but uh, Mr. Man played in, and that was Meet the Browns. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched that movie last night just so I would, you know, have some more stuff to talk about. And I, I'm just amazed at the genius of Tyler Perry and the way that he portrays certain people because, you know, I could see uh, Mr. Man. Mr. Man was like two or three of my uncles, <laughs> all in one. I have an uncle that all that he said some of the craziest stuff. You would never believe some of the things he, that would come out of his mouth. You know, um, I have another uncle that thinks he is the the sharpest dresser in the world. And you know, my sister and I we were talking about that because my uncle he's uh, he's actually a minister and. He had on a, a all red suit. He's about six foot six, six foot seven. He had on an all red suit, and he's like six, seven hundred eighty pounds, maybe, maybe one seventy. So he's tall, slender, and he had on his little suit, and he had on a hat to go with the suit, but the hat had a feather in it. And my sister said, "You don't look like a preacher. You look like a pimp," <laughs> you know. But you couldn't tell him that he didn't look sharp, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think we all can, you know, pull from the the characters in the movie, you know, like the young youngest sister Brown, that you know she was a gossip. She had a little bit of money, but she was, you know, old mean, hateful gossip. <laughs> you know, you had some that cared. You had some that thought because they took care of daddy, that daddy was gonna take care of them. You know. Right. You know, so it was all these different characters in the movie that you can really relate to. Right, you, you know, know I, I I love what 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 I love about us no matter what we've gone through in our lives, we can find humor in it. Mhm. We can find humor in it. Sometimes we 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 look at the world, I think sometimes we take the world too serious. You know, I think I think we take that a little too serious. And I think what we do sometimes, Brian, we feel that disconnect when we are no longer focused on him. Mm-hmm. And you know, Brian, you've heard heard, heard the saying all, all the time. You've heard it before. The things you focus on the longest will become the strongest. Mm. So if your focus is negativity, that's what you're going to get. If you're focusing on something positive, then that's what you're going you're gonna to get that. But, Brian, negativity and positive thinking cannot be in the same place at the same time. Absolutely not. It it doesn't work that way. And you you hear people sometimes, they complain about, well, why isn't this happening for me and it's happening for other people, but it's not happening for me? Then maybe you need to look at you. What do you believe? That's the (laughs) bottom line. That's what you're going to have to be faced with. What do you believe? What are you? Oh, well, I'm asking for this, and I'm at, okay, I understand that's what you're asking. 
I understand that. But what are you doing yourself? You can pray and, and ask all these things that you want. It's not just going to drop out the sky and in your lap. That's you're right. Gonna get, you're going to have to get out there and get started. I don't care if you don't know how to write a book. It doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. What matters is if you get out there and you try, and in your efforts of trying, that's when things will start falling in place. Uh-huh. Will the doors be closed in your face? Yes. But you have to remember when that door closes, there's another one open that no man can close. That's how you have to think. Because he's not going to give you something and not equip you with the tools to do it. It doesn't right. work that way. Everybody wants the glory of a David Mann and Tyler Perry and Angela Bassett. They want all that glory, but they don't want to go through the pit to get there. Uh-huh. Trust me, they went through it. You, we all know Tyler's story. Yeah. He could have easily given up when he was homeless. But, but Brian, what I've learned now. Yeah, he got <laughs> <laughs> But, Brian, you know what I've learned? I've learned that when he bring you through, you will shine. You will shine. And I'm telling you, Brian, it's a beautiful thing when you can stay in it and know that you're going to win it. That is the thing. You can't lose. You can't lose. So, Brian, let's go to the caller. Yes. We have a caller from the 704 area code. Caller. This is Mikhail. I am not trying to talk tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I just call to sneak in and just be nosy. (laughs) You've heard us, Mikhail. You've heard the things that we've been talking about, dreams and and suffering and past hurts. Mikhail Trahan is... Uh, the person on the call right now, she's always she's been on the show a couple of times, and she's doing beautiful things in North Carolina. But, Mikhail, what would you say to someone that's suffering and going through, that's thinking about, this is it. I can't take it anymore. I, <laughs> this person hurt me. I, I, I need to stop breathing. Life is not worth this anymore. What would you tell them? Wow, this, now this is a trip because you put me on the spot because that's how exactly how I felt today. <laughs> But what, but, <laughs> you but, know, but what, um, yeah, but what keeps you going? What keeps me going is that I know that the Lord is not going to allow me to finish, I mean, to give up. Because basically every single time we get to that point, it's like another layer of self-dying. And then we, we realize that, not his will, but my will. I'm not my will, but his will, even unto the cross, even unto the death. And that means to the death of our own desires, the death of our own wills, the death of our own understanding, where we're we at the point where we just run out of juice, gas, air, oxygen, and everything. And it's just like, you know what, Lord, I don't know what to do. I mean, you know, I would love to go home and be with you, but I, I'm not crazy enough to kill myself. Mm-hmm. But I know that you have an assignment for me. You have something for me to do. Obviously, I'm not living this life for myself. And and as I was, you know, at my, fixing something to eat, the Lord said, will you live for me? Will you do it for me? Mm-hmm. And basically, Jesus, the whole time he was on this earth, he, he had the mentality. He said, you know what? How long shall I suffer with you? He bid he was ready to go a long time when he was here. 
but he mm-hmm. says, but I must do the will of my father. And so I believe that the ones who get to those points, they have a high calling, and we're here to, to do the will of the father. Mm. And, and then I also understand that God He's not going to allow us to be here without him giving us the proper tools that we need. We may not get everything that we want all the time. Maybe what we want is not good for us at the time, mm-hmm. but he would definitely give us what we need to do the job. Mm. i tell you what, it, it, it's just a beautiful thing when we can sit back and watch other people. And we can say, you know what? Mikhail is really doing her thing. She's got her own business. She's doing. She's just blowing up. My goodness, what is she doing? Who does she know that I don't know? I've been struggling all my life. I don't have a husband. I don't have a wife. Everything that I put my hands to, it just, it's not working. I'm just ready to quit. But that's just the thing, Mikhail. A lot of people, they don't finish. They don't stay in it long enough to finish. They listen to the enemy before they can get to the finish line. And a lot of times when they give up, they don't even realize how close they were to their breakthrough. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, they're right there at it. That little girl that was molested, that, that can't or won't allow another man to touch her. And, and and she's looking for her Adam, but when she gets to that point where he wants to be intimate with her, everything just falls apart. Mm-hmm. And when I say intimate, I'm not talking about sexually. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about if they're just dating, just the fact that he's around her and no one else is around, they can't get past that. They're bringing the past into the future. Mm. That's tough. I, I believe that a lot of the times, you know, we can actually chase away the promise when we're not fully and complete, completely healed. When the real deal comes, we it's hard to identify. You know, just like um, a person who's been a, say, for instance, a compulsive liar, they lie so much, but when they want to tell the truth, nobody believes them, and it's because they have hurt. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the recipients have been injured. And, they, and the trust has been lost. And I, I believe that's where we have to go back in and learn how to trust God again. Yes. You know, so that we can receive. It's, it's hard to receive when you don't trust. When, when the, You know, sometimes when a wonderful thing happens, people say, I don't believe it. It's too good to be true. You know, a lot of times we can lose our manifestation by not believing that what's good can happen in our lives. Because we because all we've ever experienced was bad stuff. So when the good stuff comes, sometimes you can self sabotage the good stuff. Mm. So so no. a lot of times yeah. And, and you know what? A lot of times what we do is we could be in a rut. And we've been in that rut so long that we become accustomed to it, become used to it. So when something good happens we don't know how to deal with it. We 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 rather deal with the hurt and pain than to deal with our breakthrough. Wow, 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 wow. You know, and then and we don't even recognize that that is a blessing. That's that that's that thing that's trying to bring us out. That's that joy, that thing that we've been praying for. And we mm-hmm. ask him, this ain't this is not happening right. Move this, okay? He moved it. Well, what you still holding on to it for? 
You ask him to move that thing, now he's moved that thing, and you're holding on to it. So, Mikael, tell him how to let him go. Let that guy go. If he's doing <laughs> if he's doing bad things, let him go. Let him go. It's okay. Let him go. I mean, actually, whatever is dangerous to you, you know, once we can identify the, the cancer, the toxins, and the poisons, like if you get injured, you know, or, or receive an infection, when you go to the hospital, the first thing that they, they try to do is get rid of that infection. Whatever the thing is that's uh, injuring or killing the body or that's toxic, they remove it. And that's what we have to do. I mean, sometimes you even have to sacrifice what you love. If it's a, if it's uh, not beneficial to you at the time, doesn't mean it's not going to come back. But at the time, you have to survive and be strong enough to, you know, to get strong. You know, you need enough strength to get strong. <laughs> you know, but while you're trying to heal and someone's constantly injuring you, you know, you have to cut it off. And like the Word of God says, you know, if if your right arm offends you, cut it off. It's better to go into heaven with one arm than to go into your whole body into hell. And it's the same thing with life. You know, sometimes we may have to be memberless or, or, or have a person that's not there so that we can remain sane. I just want to let all the listeners know that uh, Mr. Mann is having a little technical difficulties in calling in, but he is trying to get here. And as soon as we have him on, we'll definitely bring him on so you all can hear from him. But, you know, Mikhail, you, I think you're right on point with that. You know, so many people go through things and, you know, they get caught up in the moment. And then when it's time to pull away from that bad situation or that, you know, unrighteous, unholy, whatever it is, situation, they feel like they have to stay. They feel like, I, I started this mess, I got to clean it up. You know, and sometimes it's easier to just pack your bags and, and move away from it, especially when you know it's killing you. It's almost like you're in the fire, and you're saying, well, I started this fire, so I need to put it out, even though it's burning me. You know? Yeah, I, I believe that the dilemma is, you know, when a person is a person of faith, when they believe that they are having faith, you know, or they believe that this is something that God has ordained, it's very difficult to, to, to let it go. But sometimes we may have to do a an um, Abraham, Isaiah type of thing, I mean um, Isaac type of thing. Sometimes yeah. we may have to put it on the altar. Yeah. Because, you know, if you know if it is the will of God, God is able to resurrect it. <laughs> I want to check to see if this is Mr. Mann on the call. We have a call from the 817. 817, are you there? I'm here. This is David Mann. Mr. All Mann. All right. Well, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We've been waiting. Thank you. I, I do apologize. I, I do apologize. I thought I was going to be done with our session. Tamla and I are working on a new CD right now. And okay. I do apologize. We're right in the studio right now working as we speak. Speaking of faith, because we're definitely stepping out on faith with this project. Yes, Mr. Man, this is Greg Turner. How you doing? I'm great, sir. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. And we also have Mikhail Trujano. She's out of North Carolina. How are you? And this is Brian Henderson. We're uh, Greg and I are the host of the show. Yes. Okay, okay, great. Mr. Man, you, you said that you wanted to be on the program. You had something to say about your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> now you're on the program, you ain't got nothing to say. Come on. I'm, I'm all, I, y'all done poo fool around and put me on program. 
Smith, man, you know, we were saying, we were talking about faith earlier in the show. And, we, and you know, a lot of people, I go on Tyler Perry's message boards and you hear about people having these dreams, they have their goals. And it, it, it later in the message it gets ugly because there's there it's almost as if they're angry with God because things are happening for other people but it's not happening for them. I think a lot of times we get somebody else's season mixed up with the season that God has for us. I mean, because uh, Tamil and I, our whole our whole life is faith. It's just I mean, this people see the here and now, but they don't know then when we had to go through and still have faith that, you know what, Lord, you're going to work it out. It's working out in our favor. You know, it's all working out for our good. And we just had to hold on to just all we knew was faith because we didn't have anything else. And I think people get impatient. And a lot of times we have to just step back and just say, you know what, okay, God, it's not my will but your will. And see, so we can get, we can try to get in a hurry, and I think what happens to us sometimes is getting in a hurry, it's our permissive will that, that God said, okay, you know what, you, that's you doing that. But I don't want his permissive will for me. I want his perfect will for my life. Mm. And see, once, we want, once God gives us his perfect will for our life, it's like, wow, I feel at ease doing it. I don't have to, you know, wonder, okay, if, it, if it's going to be taken away. Because, you know, we talk about faith, gas prices, $100 a gallon and all of that. The prayer that we should, the prayer that we should be praying is, you know what? Hey, I'm not even worried about gas being so high. You know what I'm asking for? God just increase my income so that I can buy gas. Yeah, you know, go. rather than worrying about it. There you go. So that that's that's our take on it. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I had that same conversation with somebody the other day. I was saying how um, when gas prices start going up. I actually got a better job making more money, and I was closer to the house. So it really didn't See? affect me at all. That's it. So you, you had an increase. Yeah, you know. See? And so I'm like, okay, gas, go to $5. Because that's because okay. I'm, you know, apparently I'm not going to be affected by it, you know. but you not Because you realize the guy that you serve is bigger than gas. That's right. Oh, I want to shout now. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Mr. Man, I want to ask you, what made what made you get into comedy? You know, I don't know if anything made me get into comedy. I I got a lot of whoopings for for being a comedian. <laughs> I, I my mom used to always tell me, you know, I was in, I probably realized that I could be funny. I, I want to say about the fourth grade. You know, my mom used to go, "Don't you go to that school acting no fool? You ain't getting paid to act no nut. You ain't getting paid to make nobody laugh." Well, I tell my mom, okay, mom, what about now? No, <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of, it's kind of like I just kind of, it's something I did for free. I did sitting in class. I did at football practice. I did just, you know, sitting around with the family. <clears throat> and so it's just what, you know, people talk about what you're anointed to do, and we get, we get. It kind of twisted sometimes that people are anointed. Oh, you're anointed to sing and you're anointed to preach. But I'm anointed to make people laugh. And that's what God has called me to do is to bring joy to people. Listen, and I'm, I, Yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. It's just what I was called to do. You know, I, I wanted to say this to you while you're here. We look at all of the plays that you're in, and those plays, I, it, it's funny how, 
the players are so serious. The, the, the meat of the play is really, really serious, and you see people sitting in the audience crying. Then you see them switching from crying to laughing. It's, it's like the emotions are, are going back and forth, back and forth, and a, and a lot of times people are looking in the mirror because they've been in that situation. And you're able to touch so many people because of the things that you're doing. And the sad thing about it, a lot of people, and we know who they are, don't want you to continue doing these types of shows, and it's all about love. I do not understand that. Well, you know, pray for those people. But I just believe that there is so much craziness going on out in the world. There's so much foolishness going on out. I mean, so much. When you come to one of our plays or shows or whatever you want to call it, it's for whatever you need from it, you take from but I want for that two and a half hours for you to leave everything at the door. Mm-hmm. Leave all the, the worries, all the, the, you know, the hurt, whatever you have, leave it at the door and come in and just get on the emotional roller coaster, get on the roller coaster. And I pray that when you leave, you'll leave with something that you can take home and say, you know what, there is hope. I've seen my situation on stage, and I see at the end that there is hope. You know, and the the laughter, you know, we just – because it's life, you know. It's, it's sometimes you. It's a roller coaster, and so we just want to. We just want to bring, you know. We want to bring joy to people. Awesome. You know, one of my favorite, one of the most, uh, the favorite plays that you were in was was done in the dark. <laughs> oh man! I, every time, every time I think about that play, I see you sitting at that table with Cora, and your knees are white. And you're in the doctor's office. <laughs> oh, that is so, that, that made yeah. the show. A lot of people don't understand. The whole ashy knee thing happened. It was, I can't remember what play it was. I want to say what's, not, I can do that all by myself. It's one of the earlier plays. Mm-hmm. I was getting ready to go out in the scene that I had shorts on and look down at my legs and my knees were really white. No makeup or nothing. This is before the whole ashy meat thing came up. And I was like, I am ashy. But I didn't have time to go back and put some lotion on and fix it. So I just kind of scratched it up and made it look worse than it was and went on on stage. And that's how that whole thing happened. So it happened for me being ashy for real. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just classic. And, you know, and that's the thing about, you know, comedy it's sometimes it's just impromptu but it works and you know yes. you think about that and i'm thinking man i know about 15 people in my family including me that be ashy like that yes exactly <laughs> and that you know with with us when tyler perry is writing for for me he'll kind of give me a skeleton and he'll just kind of say hey put the meat on it mm-hmm. you know fill in the blanks he'll give me the you know the scenario and say hey you in the scene do what you do. And that that's that's you know, that's what I appreciate about working for a, a director like him is he gives you the opportunity to create the character, make the character your own and and through the years that's what he's allowed he's allowed me to do. Awesome. Mr. Man, we have a a, a couple of callers that's been dying to talk with you. Uh, Brian, you wanna bring one of them from the four one nine area code in? Sure. Caller from the four one nine. God bless everyone. Hello. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Thank you. Mr. Man, I tell you, you are just a blessing to me. I I tell you, I looked at um, 
your last movie about a month ago when it first came out on DVD. Okay, meet the brand. I thought that my neighbors was going to have to call the police. And I tell you, you are just so hilarious. We know that laughter is contagious. And I thank God for you because we've been talking about faith. We've been talking about people that actually that don't pursue those that tire and they give up. You know, it is people like you that help, you know, to break up the monotony because we can take life so serious. I am definitely heavily involved in ministry, and then not only that, it's not a complaint, but I have a 23-year-old special needs son that is the love of my life, but I have to tell you, some days are trying. And so when yep. I can sit back and turn on uh, and watch the DVD, put me on program. You know, and I'm telling you, I'm just, I mean, it's just, so fantastic. We just have an anointing, like you said. It's a relief. But you know what? I ran so long. It's just like, and I'm not going to preach. I'm not going to stay on here long. But it's just like, it's a commitment. It's a commitment for the goal. Regardless to whatever, I tried to run so far away from what God had called for me to do. But it's like those three Hebrew boys and Daniel. They were taken out of their element. They were captive, and they were in a place that they knew nothing about. But they were committed to do what God had called for them to do, and that was to worship him. And to and it's a scripture that talks about being committed unto God, and your plans will succeed. And that's Proverbs 16 and 33. I'm about to close here, but I just thank God for wow, keep you. Us know what keep us laughing. We need to keep us laughing by prayers, and I continue to lift you and your wife up I'm with her anointed voice. You're just outstanding, and I just bless the Lord for you. You do great things, and you are uh, really giving people that extra push, you know, to know that life is not always that serious. We can sit back and laugh, and laughter is contagious, so I bless the Lord. Well, thank you so thank you so much. I, I appreciate the support. Thank you. And, you know, it's funny that she would, she would mention it because Tamala and I were working on a song. I was telling you we're in the studio now. We're working on a song right now that speaks about God having the master plan for our souls. He has a master plan. Even with everything that's going on, he has the master plan if we just wait. Yes, and, and that's, the, that's the hardest thing for people that are trying to reach their dreams and their goals. They want it right now. Well, it's because of the type of society that we're in now, microwave. Microwave, quick, email it. How many, how many megahertz can I get my computer? How fast can I have my computer to go so it can zap you this right now? I don't want to wait at the mailbox. Email it to me. You know, so we're in a right now society to where everything is right now, right now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. You know. Right, right, right. So we have another caller too from the seven hundred four area code. Mhm. All right, seven hundred four. That's me. Yes. Hey, hey, hey. You're in. Mikael. Hey, Mikael. Hi, Mr. Brown. <laughs> How are you, ma'am? How are you? <laughs> I am great. I'm great. Um, I, I have to break down and admit I'm one of those holy rollers that really don't, re- even though Tyler Perry is holy, I still don't really, you know, I'm not a movie goer or watcher, but I know of you, but I just still want to thank God, you know, for your ministry of, of laughter and basically, you know, um, my, that's how I live basically on 
not only by the word of God and the blood of the Lamb, but I laugh a lot to stay sane. So I just want to thank you for what you do in the body of Christ and, and all around the world, keeping us laughing. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I have, I have a, fun, a funny story about, you know, just seriously, Tamala's, a lot of people don't know, Tamala's mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And it was one of those moments to where everything was getting, you know, you know, when you have that disease, it robs people of the very thing that you have to hold on is memories. And it started to really get to Tamla, and there was some things that was going on in her mind one night. I remember mom coming in and telling us all, you know, they're trying to kill me. And Tamla started, you know, and I told her, I said, you know what, it is what it is. That is funny. I said, that is funny. The situation is not funny, but her thinking that we're going to kill her, I see some of this stuff you just have to simply laugh at and go on and thank God for the memories that we all have left of her. So, I mean, sometimes we just have to just laugh and just go on because we, you know we're going to pray as, as saints, as Christians. We're going to pray about it. We're going, you know, we're hoping we're getting that connect with God. Sometimes some of the stuff is just simply funny. You know some of the funniest stuff happened in church. <laughs> we, y'all know some of y'all pastors are funny. Oh, well, what about the choir? <laughs> y'all know y'all got that sister in the choir that cannot sing, but always want to lead a song. I was just—I wanted to go to the choir when you were in the Meet the Browns at the end when you were directing the choir. How did you get that hairpiece to stay on? Everybody told me to ask you that question. I use a—I use it's called a wig tape. It's a two-way wig tape. And it will not come off. Everybody in the as I we were doing the scene, they were all looking like, when is it gonna come off? And I deliberately try to you know, make it come off, but I knew it. I knew it wouldn't come off. <laughs> Once it's on, it's on. <laughs> and you know that was my thought too. I said, boy, he is trying to make it come off. It won't. Oh, uh, we we were having a blast. Yeah, we have another caller for you too. Okay. We have a caller from the 434 area code. Caller, are you there? Yes, my name is Shakira. Hey, Mr. Brown. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. Your movies are hilarious. Well, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. And she's just laughing. I mean, she is just laughing. (laughs) Now, Shakira, Shakira, since you think the movie is funny, and a lot of people don't know we're just starting to get this out, Starting in January, Meet the Browns, the sitcom will be com- will be airing on TBS. Oh, can wait to see that. Coming in January, Meet the Browns, the, the television show. I'll so you make sure you make sure as soon as you guys hear it's coming on, make sure you call Mama Neem, Grandmama Neem, and everybody Neem to watch it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All Thank right. You. Thank you, Shakira. Yeah. Thank you. Take care. You too. Mr. Man, I wanted to, I wanted to go back to when you were uh, first came into the industry. I know that you were in the uh, Kirk Franklin's choir uh, with him, but I, I I want you to tell people that are struggling. I, I I'm I'm stuck on that the struggling and the the hurting. Uh, earlier we talked about people that were molested and raped and divorced and boyfriends walking out on them, fiance, whatever that's going through, and they have dreams and they have goals. But when they go through those things, that's when they want to stop. What would you say to them? I, I believe those struggles build character, and it helps you appreciate when God finally bless you. And, and I spoke earlier about, you know, people don't know the then. 
see, I appreciate the car that I drive now for a different reason than someone else would appreciate it. Because Tamil and I had a car one time that the windshield wipers wouldn't work. So, of course, you know, if the windshield wipers don't work, we can't go anywhere if it's raining. Well, one day we got caught about 20 minutes away from home. Well, you know, do we just get stuck and can't go home, or do, you know, we figure out a way to get home? Well, we figured out a way to get home. We tied two clothes hangers to the windshield wipers, let the window down about four inches, and it was pouring rain. She pulled one clothes hanger, and I pulled one clothes hanger, and we drove home just like that, pulling the clothes hangers for the windshield wipers and drove home making the windshield wipers work. And so now the car we drive, I appreciate it because it senses when there's rain and the windshield wipers automatically pop on Uh-oh. and wipe and wipe the car. See, some people would appreciate the car for the engine goes, you know, zero to 60 in so many seconds, but that's not why I appreciate it. I appreciate it because I remember when I didn't have windshield wipers on a car. Awesome. And so, you know, that 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 developed character in me and it developed an appreciation for when God blessed me with it, I can say, you know what, Lord, I appreciate it. I don't take this for granted. I don't take for granted that when I get in the car, the last car that we had, the the heat nor the air worked. So in the, we were hot in the summer. I mean, we were yeah, hot in the summer and cold in the winter. We didn't have it and drove five hours one time. So, you know, I appreciate now that the car will automatically turn it on for you. You see, so I mean, I appreciate this stuff for different reasons, you know, and and, it, and it's just because of what I had to go through. Mm. I mean, I had, I mean, Tamil and I, we've, those first six, seven years of our marriage, we've been married, thank God, for 20 years uh, this this past year. Awesome. And, and, I mean, it built character. The struggle for us built character. And, you know, a lot of times we go with, go with married couples, a lot of times what married couples will do is let adversity push them apart. It, it will, we'll let, them, let it drive a wedge in it. Adversity should pull you closer together. Adversity should always bring you closer and closer to God, closer to each other, because if you really look at it, if, if, you know, when adversity comes, it's just y'all two. Sink or swim, do or die, all the cliches, it is what it is, and you've got to make it work. So, I mean, that that's how we got through it. Awesome. Wow. You know, Mr. Man, I, I was just thinking about when I was in college, I had this little pickup truck. Now, I didn't have a, I didn't have AC in it. <laughs> it ran hot everywhere I went. And I lived eight hours away from where I was going to college. And yep. It, was, it barely fit three people. And I can remember riding, you know, driving home for Christmas, in that pickup truck with the heat, you know, it had heat, but I had to turn the heat on in order to drive so the car wouldn't run, so the truck wouldn't run hot. And it would be me and two of my friends packed in that car for eight hours. Wow. And, you know, and one of my buddies was like six foot four, so he always, he, had, he couldn't sit in the middle. <laughs> he was folded in there, huh? Yeah, he's folded up in there. He couldn't drive. He had to sit on the other side. So we throw our stuff in the back and ride that little car home. Now I drive an SUV, and people say, man, you better get rid of that gas guzzler. And I was like, I just like it for the room. Yep. <laughs> you appreciate it for a whole other reason. Yeah. 
Yeah, so see, I, I relate to you on that. I, I definitely do. I mean, I, I, I know that it's nothing but the favor of God that you know that we are where we are. I don't take it for granted, man. I don't take any of this. I, I, I don't take any of it lightly that God has chosen to use me at at this time. I do not take it lightly. Every whenever I get an opportunity, I let people know that I appreciate you spending your hard-earned dollars to come to a show, to go see a movie, to buy a DVD, because there's other things you could do with your money. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't, I want people to know that I am appreciative. I mean, to stop and just say hi to somebody for a few minutes, I, okay, where are they? I mean, because I want, I want people to know that I really, really appreciate the things that you guys are doing for us. I mean, you, you know, you guys let us know how we're a blessing to you guys, but you guys don't know you're a blessing to our families also because we couldn't keep we keep doing what we're doing if it wasn't for, you know, people supporting. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, you know, we thank you for your talent because I'm telling you, man, <laughs> I'm probably going to watch Meet the Browns again tonight and tomorrow. And you know, it's funny because my kids, they love watching movies. Mm-hmm. They will watch Tyler Perry movies over, and they watch Why Did I Get Married about 15 times straight. Oh, man. You know? And you know, he, uh, on September 12th, he has a new movie coming out, A Family That Prays. Praise, and we've oh, already yeah. been talking about going to see it. <laughs> go definitely go see it. A family that prays, and and uh, they haven't started advertising the new Medea film that'll be out sometime next year. Medea goes to jail. Oh man, <laughs> that's I'm telling you, it's going to be crazy. Just get ready. Medea almost got saved. Oh, that's all I'll be able to say about it. You know what, Mister <laughs> Mr. Man, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I know you're not gonna answer it, but uh, you know we we have another caller that's been dying to get to you from the seven seven zero area code, but. You know, I think everybody's waiting to see a Medea and Brown love scene. A, a, a what? <laughs> Let's go to the caller, Brad. We'll, we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, You'll be you dying to see it. You'll be dead before you see that. <laughs> Brad, let's go to 770 before we lose them. All right. Caller from the 770 area code. Are you there? Caller, are you there? They must just be. They must be waiting to see that scene too. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Man. You know, uh, so many people are writing movies and plays now, and and they see what you're doing. A lot of the kids, and they want to be and do what you're doing. It's like now that we have Barack Obama there. The kids, a lot of the little boys, are now saying, "I want to be the president of the United States," because of what. Obama is doing it, what you and Tyler are doing, the younger kids are looking up to you guys and saying, I can do that now because somebody else has paid the price for me and I want to get there. Man, and, and you know, that could be that could be pressure and both like, wow, you know, and that's, you know, and I'm going to change it a little bit, but that's why we have to make sure that we're examples and when we get to this position, that our integrity speaks volumes, that I, that people can know, okay, that's a guy I want to follow and I do want to be like. You know, number one, we should be following Christ, but just because we are humans and we want to see and we have to feel and touch, 
our integrity as men and our integrity as leaders and people in position of power, we definitely have to make sure that we're upholding what we're talking about, what we're ministering to people about. Mm. I, I definitely want to be guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like letting that light shine. Exactly. You know, and you want to be a lighthouse. You don't want to be a match. <laughs> no. You know, unless you're that, that's, that's definitely that's definitely. <laughs> that's definitely that's definitely what we have to, we have to be the light, you know. Mr. Man, before you go, I wanna uh, we got about four minutes left in our show, and uh-huh. I want you to just uh, tell us some more about uh, some of the upcoming projects that you'll be involved in. You know, you talked about the uh, Madea goes to jail, and you know, just tell us about some of the other projects. You said you were doing a CD. Yeah, Tamil and I, we're, we're in the, they're, they're all standing up here now waiting on me. We're in the studio now working on a project. Uh, I, we don't have a title for it yet. We're working on a few songs. It's Tamil and, and myself, and uh, it's probably going to be released around February. Um, you know, so it'll be our first project where we're doing stuff together as a CD as a couple. And then we'll have some songs that couples can enjoy. You know, you don't want to have to put on some craziness, booty grind music to, you know, and you save. We want, but at the same time, we want something that, you know, you can be loving everywhere and not be like, oh, that's nasty, you know. Right. And, and so, <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And also we're working on, um, like I said, we, this summer we shot the new Tyler Perry movie, My Dear Goes to Jail. That will be released early next year. Mm-hmm. And starting next month, we'll start shooting the Meet the Browns sitcom that will air on TBS in January. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else? Wow. Oh, and don't, like, don't forget to go see A Family That Prays Together, Tyler Perry's new movie, September 12th. Yeah. Don't, for, don't forget to go see that. Yeah. We have about two minutes. Don't to buy the Meet the Browns DVD. <laughs> the Meet the Browns DVD. Hallelujah. <laughs> don't forget. <laughs> Mr. Brown, we have about two minutes left. Now, I want to know the true story of how you and your wife met. What Now, from, this is what I was told it happened. Now, I was told that she was sweating <laughs> you. Now, that, that's, what I, that's what I was told. I was told that she was sweating you and you kind of played hard and you and, and you made a bag a little bit before you gave up. Is, is that Just something like the truth. Oh, I knew it. Okay. I feel better. I knew it. <laughs> That's my version of the truth, <laughs> not hers. And since she not and since she not here to defend herself, I can tell my side of it. <laughs> but we actually, a friend of hers introduced us, and uh, you know she brought her to hear us sing, and, and we were all like, "Wow, this girl can really sing!" So we started hanging out, and we were just for a couple of years. We were just friends. No, you know, we were just hang out buddies, singing together. And you know, we kissed one day and we got married. Oh, boy. twenty twenty years later, <laughs> we've been oh. married. Tw- we've been married twenty years. Wow, twenty wonderful years. And I, I, our only thing I regret about it is that I didn't do it sooner. A lot of people on, uh, I'm sorry, Brad, a lot of people online they're always saying how much they love you guys because the way that you show your love for your wife, it's 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 like an example that a lot of other men should follow. And I tell you, it's not what you see is what you get. I, at home, 
she looking at me. I told her one day, I'm going to have to start charging you if I'm going to keep entertaining you, and you're going to have this much time, much of a good time. <laughs> you can't keep getting it free. We just, we just enjoy each other's company. I, the most asked question when we're out is, how do y'all work together? You're at home together. You sleep. And then, we, and we genuinely enjoy each other's company. I, I, I just enjoy her, and I enjoy being around her. So that's how we're able to keep, you know, from cutting each other's throat because it's like, man, if I'm not around you, I, I just, where is she? What you doing? I, I think I'm obsessed with it then. I think that may be what it is then. Yeah. Y'all agree? Yeah, I agree. That's what it is. No, that ain't what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just love the woman. But that's awesome. That's awesome. I think Brian had something he wanted to say. Real yeah, quick. I was going to say our show is uh, officially over on the stream, but if you want to keep talking with us, it's, we're still, we can still go. <laughs> well, I, they, you know, they're actually waiting on me in the session here. All right. Well, good. But thank well, you. We want to thank you for coming on. I mean, we really appreciate it, and we enjoyed ourselves. we got to definitely have you come back again. You well, know. you guys do. I do apologize about the delay. I was trying to get to you as soon as possible. That's okay. That's okay. That's quite all right. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Y'all take care. Thank you. Okay. And with Bye-bye. that being said, you've been listening to the Abundance Solutions Hour. Thank you. Good evening, and God bless. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.